Hello and welcome back to the Hort Report podcast. I'm Matt McClellan. I'm here today with Jim Spindler, the Director of Agronomy with Ecologel Solutions. Welcome to the podcast, Jim. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Uh, Ecologel, uh, located in Ocala, Florida, is a developer and manufacturer of products for water conservation, dust mitigation, plant nutrition, pond and lake management, and antifungal coatings. Uh, so, so Jim's here to talk to us a little bit about especially the water conservation side of that. So, um, Jim, did you want to start by uh, telling us a little bit about the effect that low water availability has on the growth of a plant? Yes. Um, water is very uh, crucial to the functioning of a plant. Um, when it's not available in the soil, um, a lot of plant functions are, are affected by it. Um, uh, water comes into the plant through the roots and with it carries a lot of the nutrients that are available in the soil, either from fertilizers or other sources. And, uh, um, and it carries the, the water in, the water carry, is carried into the, the roots of the plant uh, with the nutrients and up through the plant to the leaves where it's uh, used to make uh, various foods, uh, sugars, proteins, things like that, and uh, is used as uh, transport also for those uh, those finished uh, products to be uh, shipped around the plant for building various parts of the plant, roots, leaves, stems, flowers, things like that. So uh, it's also the medium in which a lot of these these things are made, where the processes are held. So without water, without adequate water, a lot of these uh, things don't happen. You don't get food into the plant. You don't get sugars and other uh, products being made to build the plant. Uh, uh, water is even used in the plant to cool the plant when it gets too hot by evaporating it, evaporating it out of the leaves. So all the way around, uh, water is very important to the plant, uh, to the point where it's even uh, crucial, crucial to how well a plant stands up. Uh, if it's um, not enough water in the plant, you have all the cells in the plant go limp, and you have what's called wilt in the plant. So uh, no matter what uh, happens in the plant without water, um, it can't happen well. Okay. So what are the, uh, the possible causes of a low, low plant available water? Well, in the soil, it could be things as simple as drought. Uh, when we don't get enough rain out there, um, the soil doesn't hold enough water, and there's not enough water for the plant to take up. And that's one of the basic problems. But also there are times when uh, you get so much heat or sun that uh, the plant's evaporating more water than it can take up, and that will also cause uh, low water availability. Another one sort of relates to uh, the chemistry of the soil. If you've got... Uh, high salts in a soil that uh, compete with the plant for water um, that can draw water away from the roots and not uh, make it available to the plant. Uh, also, salts can uh, seal off soils, uh, the top of the soil, so water cannot move into the soil and into the root zone for it to be picked up. So uh, there's a lot of issues out there, and uh, keeping a healthy soil and adequate moisture in the soil is uh, important for uh, for all around for the plant to function. Okay, so um, so 
What exactly does that mean for nursery growers? Well, for nursery growers, um, they're a business that relies on growing plants at uh, at an optimum rate uh, and also producing plants that have the highest quality, uh, the greatest number of flowers, uh, the nicest flowers, things like that. If uh, there's not adequate water in the soil or available to the plant, uh, a lot of these processes get shut down. Plants grow slower in the greenhouse or nurseries. Um, uh, the quality of the plants deteriorate uh, without adequate water, keeping the plant healthy. Um, you get more susceptibility to some certain diseases and uh, insects. So all the way around, the plant can be stunted, slow growth, uh, poor quality, and just not growing quick enough, and it becomes an economic issue where if you're not growing plants big enough and giving the return you need, you may be losing money uh, all the way around. So what exactly are hygroscopic humectants, and how are they different from wetting agents and polymer technology? Well, hygroscopic humectants are a, a unique class of materials that nowadays can come either in a liquid form or in granular form. Um, but it refers to what the plant, the, the products do in the soil. A hygroscopic product is a material that actually takes humidity out of the air, uh, the vapor in the air, and converts it back into liquid droplets in the soil. Um, I tell people to think about uh, when you take a cold drink out of the refrigerator and you get sweat or condensation on the outside of a, a container, that's what's happening in the soil with these products. It's taking humidity that the plant can't use or that we can't drink. There's humidity around uh, in the air around us all the time, uh, but converts that into droplets of water that uh, are then available for the plant to use. So that's the hygroscopic part of it. And a lot of the hygroscopic materials we use are used in uh, food and cosmetics, like bread to keep bread moist during baking or chewing gum to keep it pliable or toothpaste to keep it more pliable as well. The uh, humectant side of things are what holds that liquid water once it's condensed and holds it until the plant can use it. And we use a lot of humectants in uh, our cosmetics. Uh, Shampoos have humectants to keep uh, skin, your um, moisture in your, your, your hair or skin moisturizers to maintain moisture on your skin or cosmetics will also help maintain moisture. So uh, we combine these kinds of food grade and uh, cosmetic grade materials into a product that condenses humidity that's in the air in the soil back into liquid water and then holds it and then the plant takes it as it needs it. And, uh, and so this allows us to use water that normally wouldn't be available or lost into the atmosphere, into the sky, and convert it and use it. So that's how these products help reduce watering by up to 50%. Now, other products in the market like uh, wetting agents or surfactants are materials that uh, break water tension or allow water to enter the soil or move through the soil or disperse through the soil more effectively. And um, they're very good in helping that situation where you, you get a hydrophobic soil that doesn't allow water to move into the soil and allows the, these, uh, the water to penetrate and move through. But it really doesn't do much for holding water or condensing water. Uh, but 
wetting agents are very good because they are used a lot with hygroscopic humectants to get them into the soil so they can do their job. Now, polymers are another technology that a lot of people are familiar with uh, uh, through something like baby diapers. They're the little granules that you can put out, and when, uh, when water is put on them, they expand like a sponge to hold water and hold them until the, the plant can draw that water off. It's like a little reservoir, a sponge. And so the challenge is with those is uh, you usually have to incorporate them in the soil somehow and uh, account for the volume of uh, expansion they do because uh, if you put too many in, they push plants out of the soil or uh, they're a challenge in that you can't incorporate them into uh, existing uh, flower beds and uh, potted plants or lawns and things like that. So they, each of these technologies have a place in the industry, but you know, polymers are something you have to incorporate, and they hold water like a sponge. Wetting agents help water move in through and through and uh, throughout and disperse through the soil more effectively, and then these hygroscopic humectants attach around the roots uh, and help condense humidity back into water that's usable for the plant. Okay. So uh, how would a nursery grower come up with a plan to incorporate all of these different technologies in a way that makes sense for their operation? There are certain things that uh, they have requirements for. I, I know where certain, uh, like, for example, polymers are used. Uh, they can be mixed in with potting media uh, and can be used in helping to grow or transplant uh, plants uh, out into the field. And they work fine for that, uh, but they only have a limited lifetime, a year to, to a few years. Um, but the, again, they're a challenge in existing beds or pots that are already planted and going. Uh, wetting agents are used to, in the industry for a lot of soils become hydrophobic or resist uh, water. Uh, a lot of your peat-based uh, uh, soil media uh, resist water if they dry out too much. And, and some manufacturers of potting media will include surfactants or wetting agents to help them accept water quicker uh, after they dry out. And, uh, and these come in different forms. A wetting agent can be applied as a granule or can be um, injected through an irrigation system or or even sprayed on top of soil. So they're going to help make sure water gets into the growing medium. Now the hygroscopic humectants uh, will be used, uh, they can be incorporated into the soil planting or they can be applied after the plant's already established and, and growing either in pots in a nursery or even out, out in the, the fields or lawns and things like that. And uh, they can be either put out as a liquid drench or they can put a be put on a granule. There's a couple granule carriers, a, a gypsum carrier or a, a uh, organic compost carrier where they dissolve and the, uh, the hygroscopic humectant enters the soil. So depending on the needs of the, the growers, some growers are uh, in areas of the country where water is scarce or very expensive. And so using a hygroscopic humectant uh, to get the use out of every drop that you put into the soil is very important. Other areas uh, will have problems with uh, a lot of these hydrophobic conditions uh, if you're using a lot of peat-based soils, and then, then they'll use wetting agents to help there. So I, there's, there's different requirements, and uh, most growers will know what they need. 
Um, the newest one for them is probably these hygroscopic humectants. Uh, many of them don't know uh, that they're available. And, and what they really will help, uh, we see this at trade shows where you use a hygroscopic humectant, you don't have to water the plant indoors quite so often. Or you can use them at transplanting or in transport where you may not water a plant for a couple of days while it's being shipped across country and it'll keep it hydrated and from drying out. So there's a lot of different uses and uh, once growers become familiar with these technologies, they'll be able to figure out how they best apply in their operations. So if growers are interested in, uh, in using some of these new technologies, uh, are there products out there that incorporate them? Uh, yes. Um, there's a couple of brands out there that uh, have these uh, hygroscopic humectant technologies. Uh, the most uh, visible one, the one that's probably biggest out there, is called Hydrotain, and it's available in, in various liquid sizes and granules uh, bag sizes. But uh, also a, a distributor called Site One uh, Landscape Supply has a, a product called Moisture Manager that uh, is a hygroscopic humectant material. Uh, another one is in uh, what's called a BioPro fertilizer line called H3O, and it's available as liquid and granules. And finally, uh, a company called ArborJet, who is a partner of ours, uh, has a material called NutriRoot that is a combination of hygroscopic humectants, nutrients, and uh, growth stimulators and things. So th there are various options out there for growers, and uh, it would fit into any number of needs. Excellent. All right. Well, uh, Jim, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to discuss water conservation with us on the podcast. You're welcome. I've enjoyed it. Yes. Thank you for the time. Of course. And uh, if you want to know more, uh, visit Ecologel's website. It's uh, E-C-O-L-O-G-E-L dot com. Or you can give them a call toll free at one 545 6307. Uh, the uh, Ecologel products are available um, through their existing distribution partners as well as, um, you know, with additional support from ArborJet as well, their partner there. Um, Jim, thanks again for, uh, for your time today. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, and thanks for listening to the War Report.